Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone Rico Beer Owners, Rico Beer and Evan Jenkins. Other side of the mic. Evan, first of all, you know what? I can't wait until we start doing these things video-wise so people can see what I'm about to give you. But I am giving you your jersey and your shorts from the Five Star Zone sponsor team in Moneyball. Is it bad I'm going to want to wear this all day? Oh, trust me. You, shorts are nice. You're gonna wear the way. Oh yeah, they are. You're gonna want to wear this all day. I ran into Des Ferguson and Kyle last night, and uh, Kyle was asking for you. Ooh. I said he Evan's gonna be up there probably uh, on Thursday, so you got to get your butt up there. I won't make Thursday's game. There's no games next week because of the holidays. So, but uh, yeah, it's at Holt High School, and Evan is putting on the jersey, folks. Evan is going in. Look at Evan. He's shooting the J. Yes, swish. So. This is sweet. Congratulations on being a co-owner of a team. Uh, results weren't that great last night. As yeah, they I'm not lost. happy with the results. They lost to, uh, yeah, yeah. Whose team did they lose to? Davis Smith team. A bunch of Lansing tryhards were out there. and uh, They out-hustled us? Yeah, near the end it turned into a three-point shooting contest. Aikens. Uh, started the game off hot and then uh, missed a lot of threes late in the game. We didn't call a timeout. Who's coaching us? You know what? I was about to come down from the stands. I came from. I was. I was in my press box, and I'm like, "Do I need to coach you, bastards? Do I need to tell you what are you doing? Oh, You're well, embarrassing me in front of my friends. We'll be. We'll take be the na- Take the jersey off. Yep. Take the jersey. Hey, Malik, take that jersey off. Take it off. You missed the dunk. Take off the jersey. We had missed dunks? No, we didn't. Oh. We did, but not them. <laughs> okay. No. Oh, but it's it's a great time, huh? I see these videos. You can go see uh, the videos you tweeted out. That's at Rico Beard. 
um, on Twitter. Jay Nakins threw one down. He did. Like said, early in the game, they had the lead. They had like a 10-point lead. Looked like it was going to be a boat race. And then all of a sudden, they just started going to uh, shooting threes. So, um, <clears throat> But, yeah, the, in the earlier games, look, Marcus Bingham was there playing for Team T-Mobile, which I guess he's just trying to get some work in before he heads off to the uh, NBA summer stuff. Yeah. And I got to thinking, like, guys like uh, Miles Bridges probably won't be there this summer because he's in a contract year. So yeah, when Lord you're going knows, for, like, $100 million plus, I suggest not Lord playing. knows he doesn't want to slip on some, a mustard package and uh, <laughs> blow out his knee. Or get yelled at by us. Right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, just, just watching some of the players, A.J. Hogard, at one point, that like, hit, like, four three-pointers in a row. I think he finished with, like, eight for the game. Wow. Once again, you take the stuff with a grain of salt. Doesn't mean this is what they're going to be like in the regular season, but you kind of see what they can do. And it was funny too because AJ did this move where he, yeah, it, clearly the guy covering him wasn't that good, and he's behind the back and spin, doing his best Allen Iverson's imitation. And I, and I remember I looked over at Kyle and I'm like, yeah, I remember when he did that against uh, Mark Williams of Duke, and Mark was like, okay, AJ, are you done? Okay, fifth row, boom. Ball. He just blocked his shot. Like he did like late in that Duke game, he did all that fancy dribbling. And Williams, like, okay, let me know when you're ready to shoot the ball because you're going to eat that thing. So he's worked on some more moves to the basket. Um, Pierre Brooks. Pierre Brooks, it, the best way I can describe it for every Spartan fan out there is you remember the summer of transition when Draymond Green. And when Denzel Valentine lost a ton of weight and they came back the next year and you're like, whoa, that's Pierre Brooks right now. Yeah, I saw. Apparently Pierre like went on a 20, I mean a 2,000 calorie a day diet and he has dropped about 20, 25 pounds. He looks good. Which is crazy too because you look at him and you're like, I, I, I wouldn't say that losing 25 would be something that was viable and – that's amazing because I saw Chris Solari tweeting about him yesterday and just saying that his game looks smooth. And I mean, listen, when he did come out and play for the Spartans this year, he was never gun shy. Right. He was going to shoot that ball. Right. But it's it's just being able to play your game and, and to progress, and that's that is promising to hear. Yeah, he. I think he. Somebody said I didn't get there for his game, but somebody said he scored like around forty points in this game. Oh, that's not bad. Like he's he's a scoring machine. Now he could be. Him, uh, Pierre Brooks Jr. and Jackson Kohler could be the secret weapons for Tom Izzo to get this team really going because they got a brutal schedule this year. And you're going to need some more help from just – because watching Moneyball, it, it, it really showed me that they don't have any NBA guys. There's no spark guy. There was – like I remember, you know, when they had the plethora of, of – of goodness of of Miles and Jaron and Cassius and Langford. And it was like, wow, you know, you got to watch guys that you said, you know what, this guy can make the NBA. I mean, heck, even Nick Ward would just come out there and dominate. Nick, Nick was a big man like no other big man I've ever seen, where Nick would just he would want the ball at all times. Cause in this, most big men just run up and down to get exercise. Like Maddie Sissoko wasn't the man in the ball yesterday. He's just kind of running up and down with Marcus Bingham. But Nick Ward wasn't, and that's Jackson Kohler, Jack, the incoming freshman. He was demanding the ball. He was running. He was posting up. He was he was using this for what it's supposed to be. I think he could end up being your starting five on this team. 
There's not going to be a ton of depth. I, I, you know, you're probably going to see guys like, uh, you know, Pierre Brooks probably will come off the bench, I think, to start the season. But I, don't, I think by the end of the year, Pierre's going to be in the starting lineup. And, you know, either Hauser or Malik Hall may come off the bench because I think Pierre has that potential of of just taking somebody's job. Uh, Jay Nakins, you know, what, where's his position going to be? Is he going to be a guy role player coming off the bench? Because when you look at it, you got to think that AJ is probably going to start. You got to think that Tyson's going to start. Malik is going to start. Joey's going to start. And then it comes down to that that fifth spot. Do you go extra small and throw Jaden in there? You know, is this where you put Pierre in there, or do you go with with like I said, Jackson Kohler, the big man? I think they'll probably go with him, especially when you start your year off with Kentucky, followed by Gonzaga. I mean, they're they're not conference schedules; just it's brutal. Um, I get the any place, anywhere, anytime type of mentality, but I don't know if they have the horses to go up for such the grind. They got to go play in the uh, the Phil Knight tournament, the PK eighty five, with a ton of teams in there. They got Notre Dame on the road. They have uh, Villanova just signed up. Like I said, game one is Kentucky. Game two, once they finalize it, it will probably be Gonzaga. Yeah. Congratulations. On an aircraft carrier. On an aircraft carrier. And not in normal circumstances. Um, Aikens is the one that's the most intriguing player out of everybody on Michigan State's team to me. When I saw him last year, I mean, I, I think even Izzo mentioned it multiple times, how he would be crashing the boards as a guard, has no problem doing it. He's a good shooter. I think once you take the reins off of him a little bit and let him drive and create a little bit more on some one-on-one stuff instead of coming off screens and so on, I think he could be really, really exciting for this team. I think he can, Evan. Right now, for what I saw, he's a guy that that works, I like to say, in hockey shifts where he can give you everything he's got, but then you got to rest him. Because like I said, just watching last night's game, he kind of ran out of gas. Okay. Was shorting, like short ends of a lot of shots. Good moves, but the ball just wasn't falling in. So, yeah, in spurts, yes. But he's not the type that can just go 40 minutes and just dominate the game. He's going to need a lot of breaks. That's why I think he's he could be a very critical piece coming off the bench, that energy guy, you know, Kind of like for those old school people out there, like like a Vinny Johnson back in the day, where he can heat up really fast, the microwave. Yeah, come in, do his thing, and then you know Joe Dumars and Isaiah Thomas would lead the team. But when Vinny came in, you knew Vinny was in, and then he would go back to the bench. And then late in the game, you could save him up if you need defense, because he yeah he can rebound, he can defense. The kid can jump out of the gym. Yeah, it's and Kohler is another guy too. Just watching him in high school, I haven't got the chance to see him play live yet. But still, can't believe you're wearing this jersey. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna wear it all around today. Um, I mean, he's six ten, like a legit six ten, right? Mm-hmm. And he can extend it. He can really shoot the ball. He can put it on the floor from up there. I think it's going to be a confidence thing with him, and I'm I'm going to be curious to see how Tom Izzo. Uh, works with him if he's going to be more of a Max Christie where it's like just go sit down or if it's going to be more of a A.J. Hogard where get over here we're talking right now 
Yeah. But you can I, tell I, a lot about the player, too. Right, yeah, and, and the mental stability. You know, I don't think that Max Christie can handle the yelling. Let's just be real about it. I, well, I don't and think that's he what I'm wondering that. about him with trying to be Whereas AJ could, and AJ's another guy. Like, a lot of, everybody, AJ's dropped some more weight as well. Did um, he cut his hair? Or is it still going crazy like the weekend? Nah, it's still, uh, he, he trimmed it. Let's That's put some it like hair, that. man. That's got to weigh you down. He, he he trimmed it up a little bit. Um, But, yeah, it, it's it's going to be <laughs> Kentucky, Gonzaga, Villanova, Notre Dame, and then in the uh, PK85 tournament, they could play any of these teams, Bama, Iowa State, North Carolina, Oregon, UConn, and they could play Villanova a second time. I mean, decent teams, in right? This tournament. <laughs> oh, and let's not forget, in December, they will play Oakland, the return of Rocket. So. <laughs> Anything you have to say about that, Evan? I thought on Twitter you said they have a tough schedule, and I saw the Oakland coach respond and say, what about us? He said tough. He said tough. Well, Evan, I'm, I'm, I know there's going to be one year that Oakland gets some, and it's going to kill me. See, and I really hope it's the year after Campy leaves. It was K, I think it was that K Felder year, man. It's the game they had that, him on the ropes. It's, it's the game that Campy doesn't want to talk about. Denzel was hurt. Michigan State was number one in the nation. It was at the Palace, and they go to win the game, and Felder shoots the ball, and that thing rolled around the rim. <sighs> For 180 degrees on the rim and fell off <laughs> because we were actually talking on press row. I'm like, if if Oakland wins, you, you gotta let their students rush the court because the palace people were like, we 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 don't do that. This isn't a cause. Like guys, if they just knock off number one, number team one as being a mid major man, you you guys gotta let them rush this court. I don't really give a damn. So what did they? What all seven kids? They could have let all seven on the court. <laughs> I just feel I'm not going to get going on this, but you could have something really special at Oakland University if you chose to change coaches. Just saying. There's a guy at Loyola right now that would have been a really, really nice fit for you. I think he played for you. I, Drew I gotta, Valentine. I got to be honest. I think Drew's too big for Oakland now. Not at the time. They could have uh, got him before Loyola. Right. I'm now, just saying. Now, the one that I think Nobody cares. Do, they would care if they I, start winning. I think Saudi, Washington. Another one. Sure. But, but guess Sa- what? I think Saudi makes more money coaching Michigan. If you want to be a good college coach, all you got to do is be very nice to the newspaper writers. Okay. The, <laughs> all right. Anyway, let's get back. <laughs> let's get hey, back you to started this. it, man. I just, I just, I can't keep my mouth shut let's about it. Let's get back to this, so. Uh, so I've just been hearing about how great they are since I was a teenager, <laughs> man. Since I was 17, and we would go and practice at OU. Our AU coach would take us. Oh, they're great. They made the tournament. Evan. Okay. I'm 38. Okay. Well, you know what? You're an alum. I care more about it than their own students. You, administration. You're, you're an alum. It's I'm not. Schedule something with the... When Specs Howard gets a basketball team, then I'll put my foot okay, down. Okay, I'm about to say, go schedule something with get some Ferraris on campus and... I might get my own buddies and have a scrimmage with them. And we suck. Okay. Are you done? <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, that's MSU's schedule, non-conference. But, oh, they put the names on the bottom of the jerseys. Okay. We've lost Evan. <laughs> We've lost Evan. <laughs> and their court. Look how cool it is. 
Let me know when you're done. I'm right. done. I'm okay. Done. I you promise. sure? I All promise right. this time. Uh, so I'm going to need you there to coach the team. I realize. Oh, I'm going. In the owner's box. Uh, like, Evan, I need you in a suit and tie. And I need you down there yelling at these guys, getting them out there to get things going. Do we actually have a coach? No. No, this is, uh, they, they coach themselves. So it was funny because, like, they just, like, wholesale shifts. Like, okay, you know, five come in, five. Because it was late in the game. Where are they, 40-minute games, right o'clock? It, it was late, yeah, it was late in the game, and there was, like, six guys on the court. And I'm literally yelling, you got six <laughs> on the court, guys. One guy didn't want to come off, and they're like, Come on, let me. They're like, look, okay, no, There's go sit one, back down. How's the kid from Central that uh, went in there? I think his name is Jesse something or other. It's got a long last name. Big kid. He's like six eight. I think they played against him, and he, yeah, they he was good. Yeah, he he was good in that game. Who so. was the best player that you've seen out there? I guess. I mean, I haven't seen enough. Okay, to say, oh, this guy. I mean, because anybody can have a good game. Yeah. But consistently, that's when you say, okay, this is going to be something. Because, yeah, I've, I've seen guys have go out there and score 40 points, and then that's it. Right. They okay. finished the, the whole Moneyball tournament 44. with 44 <laughs> points. But that day, their their brand-new girlfriend was in the stands, and they were trying to impress her. And, yeah, that's Oh, they're like um, Jordan Poole. That's the best thing that came out of the finals for me. And I just liked the kid a lot because of where he went and the shots he hit and blah, blah, blah. But the whole thing of as soon as he sees cute girls on the court, he starts playing crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's, you know, so that's what happens. So, uh, also, well, let's just get into this too as well. Recruiting season. Ooh. A couple things have happened. Which, which, what do you want to go? Door number one or door number two? Um, if this is let's make a deal, I'm going to go door number two. Okay, door number two, Michigan loses their biggest commit last night. Now, he anybody who followed Michigan recruiting closely kind of saw this thing coming. But Raylan Wilson, linebacker, I believe he's out of Florida. He, he committed to Michigan. Um, I think he, he was the longest person who had it been committed like December, to Michigan. December, I think I read. And he's like a, one of the top 100. He's number 78 in the top 100. He decommits. He had been flirting with Florida. He had been taking a lot of trips. He had just recently made the official visit to Michigan. The coaching staff kind of thought they locked him up, but they didn't because the kid kind of realized, I don't know if I want to go there. Michigan is probably going through one of the worst recruiting classes that they have. I think currently right now they're either 36th or 39th in the nation. And I realized. I saw 55. it's, It's summer. Uh, and I don't know. It's like I said, it depends on what you look I at. I think it was 24-7. I can pull it up. It is you. summer. And nobody signs in the summer. Before I get those, well, hey, idiot, it's not over with yet. I, I understand. Normally at this point of the summer, Michigan is a top five class. They've locked up a lot of people. But right now they are struggling. They have six commitments and one is a kicker. So you really have five commitments to your team. And you're looking at other teams starting to bring in five-star players, four-star players. Hell, Ohio State brought in, I want to say, three five-star wide receivers in one week. Yeah, it's crazy. But, yeah, that's the rankings from 24-7. So 24-7 right now, Michigan's sitting at 55, and that is not a place where Michigan wants to be. Well, notice the two schools below them. As Western Michigan and Central Michigan. Which is crazy to think. Now— Normally, what Alabama has a low number, 
before we get those people pointing that out to me. Alabama will get people. Alabama gets recruits kind of like most men on Christmas. They shop on Christmas Eve, and they just go crazy, and that's going to be Alabama. They're going to go crazy about a week before signing day and lock up a ton of players that you thought were locked into your program. They're going to steal them. Oh, basically. Yeah. Well, and there's no doubt about it because, I mean, they have the cachet to do so. They yeah. don't have to do it right here, right now. Yeah. And I think it's going to be very hard going forward when you have a kid commit before signing day to really keep that kid. You got to babysit him. Well, you, you do, and you have to, like, caress him. You kind of have to also you have to treat him very well. You have to get him gifts. You have to find him money. <laughs> Like, yeah, there's and, all of that go, that goes and, into it. Because I'm seeing that this kid just visited Georgia, and it's like... See, and, and it's all that whole hardball came out and says transformational, not transactional, meaning Michigan's got to be this big-time experience for you and not about the money. And J.J. McCarthy echoed I, that, too. Yeah, I don't... See, I think that that's the easy button way. That's where people, oh, we, you know, Florida or Georgia just outspent us, and we're honorable and we have integrity and we won't do that okay first of all guys it's not illegal to do second you may want to get with the program but i really don't think that that's why i think that's a a contributing factor that michigan really does a piss poor job you know trying to really show how they can market the kids but contrary to popular belief people aren't walking up with a bag of money saying here son Come play for my school. No, because okay? these are like major companies that are you, sponsoring these. You kids. hear about what happened in Miami and that rumor, and the kid came out and was like, "No, that's just a rumor." Because now you can go on the internet and say anything, and it'll spread like fire. When Dante Moore, the King quarterback, commits to Oregon, every Michigan fan is going to say, "Well, Phil Knight bought him, and we can't compete with Oregon money." Here's yes, you can, by the here's way. Here's a dirty little secret that I don't think a lot of Michigan fans want to admit. You could talk nil. You could talk package. You could talk the transformational and not transactional. You could talk all of that stuff. But what's lost and what a lot of Michigan people won't talk about, your coach put you in the situation. I agree. The most embarrassing thing that he did was on National Signing Day, he's interviewing and looking for a new job. With what? the intention of taking that job if given. What message do you think that sends to potential high school players? That resonated throughout the country. Whoa. On signing day of all days? Really? This? Hey, Evan, you're getting married this afternoon, and you're going to go over to your ex-girlfriend's house. One last pitch. Just saying. Hey, hey. Deal ain't done yet. When Jim Harbaugh did that, this 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 is the fallout. This is the repercussions of that, guys. For Michigan not to get a ton of big-time recruits, some have come out and said, I don't know if he's going to be there. I have doubts. Yeah. Well, and you don't know about your position coaches either. You saw Josh Gaddis walk out the door, what, the following day or two days well, later? Yeah, because I mean, because they were all preparing, I think, for him not to come back. I honestly think Gaddis thought he was going to be the interim head coach. He's in the office measuring the curtains. Right. Wait. Hey, Jim. What? What? What are you doing? Oh, back did you forget here? something? Well, let me get it for you. I'll go get it. Hey, for where's you. your purple and gold swag? Oh, oh, you didn't take the job. Oh. Oh. So what's that? So mean? I should probably take my name off the door. It's it's wild, it, and, I, and I'm sure Michigan's still going to get some big kids. I'm never going to doubt they're, that. They're, Evan, this no, is no. coming off of their best season they've had. And that's the problem. This is the best season they've had. They beat Ohio State. They won the Big Ten. They're in the college football playoffs. 
and they can't capitalize on it because Jim Harbaugh took all of that and put it in a can and just pissed all over it by doing that Minnesota job thing. You could have, and don't get me wrong, you could have interviewed for the job. It's just the timing. But you held the school hostage. They didn't know what was going on. And the timing on signing day, when you see Ryan Day talking about the players coming to his team, Mel Tucker talking about the players, James Franklin talking about the, Nick Saban, where's Jim Harbaugh? He's sequestered in a hotel room in Minneapolis eating a cheeseburger, waiting to find out if he got his next job or not. If he got the numbers that he wanted to leave Michigan. Then he comes back to Michigan and promises, oh, this will never happen again. Yeah, kids aren't buying that because they don't think your heart is in this anymore. And if you're not in this thing and you're Mr. Michigan, why should I want to go there? Why do I want to play there? That's one of the main reasons why Dante Moore kind of said, yeah, I don't think Michigan's going to be the guy because I can't trust the coach. And that's why. So, I get tired of people, Michigan fans saying, well, it's NIL and we can't spend and we don't do this. And we, Guys, NIL may be a piece of it because he doesn't want to embrace it, but the fact that your coach went, he didn't even go AWOL. We all knew where he was at. On one of the most important days in college football, he chose that day to go. Yeah, this is why you're having a hard time getting any – Four- and five-star recruits. They got guys, but I think their top guy is gone, and he committed a long time ago. Evan, I think the rest of their guys, let me check and see. I don't want to misspeak, but I think the rest of their guys are three-star guys, which, fine, but to Michigan, that's not fine. Yeah. No, they got the running back. They got one more four-star guy, Cole Cabana, the running back uh, from Dexter. That's it. He's your only guy. And oh, he's that's a lo- like the new Sam McGuffey, right? Yeah, he, yeah, he's a local guy. So that's probably why his family still knows Michigan means a lot to this family. But nationwide, you don't have the cachet anymore. And, and, it, and it's so sad because you, let's be, this is going to sound funny. You should be recruiting, re, re, recruiting the way Mel Tucker in Michigan State is right now because you actually won the Big Ten. You beat Ohio State. You got to play in the college football playoffs, and you're sitting there right now. I, I I have no idea, and that's the reason why I think is because your coach abandoned you, and recruits, incoming potential guys, all saw that. Yeah, and just to give a little context with like the recruiting and where they stand. Oh, nationally. and real quick, and I know it's unrelated, but on the day you lose your top recruit, your top 100 guy. There's Harbaugh in an airport leaving. The optics looks like, eh, I'm just on vacation. I don't care. I know the two are totally unrelated. But his daughter put on TikTok where they got an 11-hour delay at some airport. Oh, really? Yeah, and he's just like chilling out in the airport and just walking around and doing stuff and sleeping on the floor. Yeah, being weird. And on that same day, you lose your top recruit. The optics, one has nothing to do with the other. But it just looks bad. It totally does. Whereas, right? yeah, you see Mel Tucker on that guy's the internet, grinding. and he's sporting new gear with the you know holding two uh, Bull Mastersons, and yeah, or smoking the cigar. Those are his own dogs. I think so, because I know he has a few. But yeah, I think they are his. Talk about some mean photos, huh? Right, but I mean it, it's it's. 
That's yeah. That guy's recruiting every weekend. I mean, he's but, pulling but, out every stop known to man to get these kids into school. But that's the image that you have. And on the flip side, Michigan State, Mel Tucker. I mean, they already have one of their. They have the best class that Michigan State's seen in like seven, eight years. Yeah, they're currently ranked twenty-one nationally. They're not done. Seven four stars. They're not done because, Evan, I think within the next few weeks, you're probably going to see at least five more people join in. And, you know, uh, I would say they're two linebacker twins from Florida. I would look for them uh, by, I want to say by Joe Bay. That's the kid that narrowed his list down to three, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's from, I I think he's from Senegal. Someone else. It's Alabama Oklahoma That's and it. Michigan State. He's from Senegal, I believe. He lives in Oklahoma right now. But you got to remember because it's like, well, he's going to go to Oklahoma. But he has—he just got there. He just started playing football two years ago, and he has no ties to Oklahoma. He's just there. That's a kid looking for a family atmosphere. He's looking for, and I mean, he trusts his trainer. His trainer's good friends with Coach Jordan, the, the new D line coach he's taking at his Michigan show on State, the road coming up. And I, I think that. Michigan State right now probably is going to get this kid. If I if I had to put money, I'd put money on him. This is a kid who you want this type of guy. I remember when I saw him, I was like, okay, you know what? If I did the hierarchy of all the defensive ends that visited in the month of June when they showed all the pictures of the cars, he probably was number three on the list. Uh, I think, I think Jalen Wayne... Or Jaden Wayne uh, from 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 California. I mean, uh, from Seattle's was one kid out of Texas was probably two, and this kid was three. The thing about Wayne is, you you may end up that may end up coming back to help Michigan State down the road because he just transferred to IMG Academy. And why is that important? Because you're like, well, you know, a lot of good kids do that. Well, it's because Michigan State. Kind of has a couple spies there now in in IMG Academy. Jordan Hall, guy we interviewed on the show, he plays there, so now he could be up in that kid's ear, yep, the entire time. Hall's mother is relentless on social media. I don't know if you've been paying attention or not, but she's like in the parent in the ear of every parent saying, "Hey." You want to go to Michigan State? You want to go to Michigan State? You want to go to Michigan State? So Jaden Wayne is now heading there. So he's his parents are going to be hearing from this woman. So she's like the exact opposite of Malik McDowell's mom. Yes. And <laughs> on top of that, you got uh, Jason Strayhorn's kids are both going to be there. Now, they haven't committed yet, but a little birdie told me that the oldest son, the older son was kind of in the ear of Jordan Hall before Jordan Hall committed saying, yeah, that's probably a place you want to go. They've grown up on green and white. So there's going to be a lot of people. Wayne likes MSU, so you have constant people in his ears. You get Wayne, you get Joby, you get uh, you get all of these people. You're, you're building something. And then they got a bunch of offensive linemen that they're looking at that uh, it's like, okay, can Tucker actually reel these guys in? And, and Evan, I think the answer is yeah. You're going to start to see more and more guys committing to Michigan State, especially, like I said, in the next two weeks. Uh, watch out for Peyton Kirkland. They call him PK. 6'7", like 330, out of Orlando, Florida. 
He's going to be making his decision very soon. Like I said, the twins from Florida are going to be making their decision soon. Joe B is going to be making his decision very soon. I think these all are very positive. If these all come to happen, you're looking at a ton more four stars coming to Michigan State, which will push them. How many do they have right now? They have seven. So now you're looking at possibly 11, and they're still not done yet. This is the type of class that Michigan should be bringing in, but they're not. Michigan's sitting there with one, and he's a local kid. So, yeah, for MSU, and I'll say this. I said this before, and I'll say it again. Probably another thing. Oh, and uh, I would also, a safety, another guy I think to, to, to watch out for. Uh, he visited Michigan State. He's been kind of back and forth, is, um, but he's got the name that I love, King Mac. <laughs> That's his name. He's another guy to watch out for. Penn State is heavily involved with him, but he's another one. Um, this guy's like some track star, ridiculously fast. And the reason why I bring him up and, and the other types of corners and safeties that they're going after is, as I said earlier in this podcast, Ohio State – brought in three five-star wide receivers in a week. It's an arms race. Michigan State saw last year what happens when you can't cover their receivers. You get embarrassed. That may have been the most embarrassing game I've ever witnessed since maybe when Michigan State played Duke in the silver jersey game (laughs) at the Breslin Center. That was the time where it looked like Michigan State did not belong on the court with Duke. That Ohio State game, they did not belong on the field. I thought Ryan Day was literally going to walk into the locker room and tell some of his guys, okay, go over to Mel Tucker's, uh, go over to their locker, put on some green and white jerseys and help them out. That's how bad it was. You couldn't hang with Ohio State, which is why MSU has to put an emphasis on bringing in corners and safeties because if you can't beat the Buckeyes, you can't beat Georgia, you can't beat Bama, you can't go anywhere. And yeah, beating Michigan, great. Beating Penn State, great. But Georgia and Ohio State and Bama play at a totally different way of doing things. Yeah, I'm just looking at Ohio State's recruiting class for 23, some of these kids that you're mentioning. So they have five kids in the top 100 right yeah. now. That's only going to increase. But they got Brandon Innes, who is the number 18 kid overall, number two at his position. He's a wide receiver. And then they follow that up with Carnell Tate, who's number 28 overall, number three at wide receiver. Then you get this kid, Luke Montgomery. He's number four at his position. He's offensive tackle. Noah Rogers, who's a wide receiver, is number nine at his position. And it's like, it's hard to compete, but it does seem like Michigan State is doing the best that they can to try to get those kids. But then you look at, like, Penn State. They have nine four-stars committed and one five-star. You even got Northwestern. They have 18 three-stars coming in. Minnesota, mm-hmm. 15 three-stars coming in. Purdue, 13. And then, so this is how it goes in order, right? Ohio State, Penn State, Northwestern, Minnesota, Iowa, Purdue, Michigan State. And you get Wisconsin. They have 11 three-stars. I feel like that's what they always do. They yeah, Wisconsin has their own way of doing things. Rutgers, um, 12 three-stars. <clears throat> Nebraska, Illinois, Maryland. You notice I've mentioned 12 names now? Mm-hmm. Then Michigan, and then Indiana. Yeah, and then, you know, MSU's also going after uh, uh, Dalen Austin. He's an LSU recruit kid from California. He's a four-star corner. 
coming in. Elliot Washington, he's committed to Alabama. He came in on official visit, those two. They're going after a ton. Now, they had – it looks like they're going to lose one. Either they lost him or they will. Jalen Braxton, a kid out of uh, Texas, he committed um, like right after his visit but then start going on other visits, and I think it was one of those that, to me, he got caught up in – I think he just got caught up in the moment. He probably shouldn't have committed when he did because I don't think he was ready. But he got swept up with emotions, and now he has decommitted. But they've, like I said, since moved on. They're going after uh, Dalen Austin. He's an LSU commit. He was up on his official visit last week. They're going to do their best to try to get him from LSU. They're going after Elliot Washington. He uh, he couldn't make his uh, first visit, but he came the next week after. He's in Alabama. Commit, safety. So, Tucker, it's the arms race with Ohio State. And right now, Ohio State is winning it. But Tucker's doing his best to try to level things off because last year was embarrassing. First seven possessions, seven touchdowns. Oh. It was over so fast, and then you just sat there pissed it, off it, the rest it, of the game. It just it, it Evan, snowballed it, very it, fast. It looked like a practice, and it looked it looked like the varsity versus the freshman team in practice. Well, then where you what, sit there and say, "Hey guys, take it easy on them." Okay, even take when it easy. they did manage to move the ball, they would just fumble it away. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you get you oh, got Carreras uh, Crouch got caught on the sidelines saying, "I'm not going back in this game." Like the cameras literally caught him saying that on the sideline. I'm not going back in. And yeah, explain that one to the coach, which is interesting. I don't, I think he's still in the portal. As talented as that kid is, he's still. I I, I checked to see. I don't think he's with anybody. Well, have you noticed <clears throat> that? I mean, I'm going to kind of spin it off into a different sport. Who else is still in the portal? Who? Amani Bates. And he's going to stay in the portal. You think he doesn't play at all this uh, year? I think Michigan. It's unless, Eastern Michigan. Is well, it? he's got to swallow his pride and say, okay, I'll fine, I'll go to Eastern. I think Eastern's a just in case of emergency break glass. So, yeah, he he, he thought he was going to go to Michigan, but Michigan ended up picking the uh, the uh, foreign student. Yeah. And then they got the Duke uh, transfer. And once they got those two guys, they, that was it. For, they don't have any more roster spots. They were flirting. But, yeah, I think he'll just go Eastern or overseas. That's how I see that thing going. So. It's crazy to me, though, but it's like everybody is committed, and he's like the one that's just still hanging. He's the one. So, all right, what you got for me, man? We'll get into the uh, to the football scheduling stuff in, in the next one because the ACC just came out with this new format, and, I, I, you know, we don't have enough time to really break down how I think the Big Ten should do it. So we'll do that in the next podcast. Uh, so my question, you might not be able to even answer this, but I know that you know certain things. Are there any uniforms that are on the horizon for this year? Whether it's basketball <clears throat> or football. Well, I, I know that... I th- you had Nike, been teasing a black helmet I think for a while. The Nike contract is up. What? No, no. Well, you know they go. Yeah, they'll they'll renew it. But I think it's this is one where they have a little more cachet now and a little more say so. Now I don't think they're going to jump to Jordan brand, which I, I got to be honest. I know you love Jordan. It's the dumbest thing to see a basketball player on a football jersey. I'm not saying that because it's Michigan. It looks just as stupid for North Carolina and just as stupid for Oklahoma and all the other teams that have it. You know, put an icon like at that point put. 
That's what I'm like. Put the Charles Woodson interception on there. Like, give or, me an iconic football player on the football jersey. It just looks dumb to me. I know. I sound like Stoney right well, now. Well, I mean, I could see Mel loves his Air Jordans. I could see him wanting <clears> it a little bit too. But, you know, five, six, seven years ago when that happened with Michigan and everything, that was a huge recruiting thing. And, and, it I was, was like that, but that, that's great for them, but you know what? That's moved on. So yes, they're they're the not money leaving. that you're going to get now. You can buy any pair of their Jordans you want. So I don't want to sit here and say they're not leaving. I think this is just more of a renegotiation. We're going back, and I think they want to be a little more involved and have a little more say so in the jerseys because I don't think D'Antonio really cared. No, it was white. D'Antonio was basically like, okay, whatever you got on the outlet rack, we'll take those. And then Nike, I think Nike forced their hand with the pro combats. Yeah. I think they really did, and it ended up being great, but they never wore them again. I think they wore the helmet against Ohio State that year that they went down there and beat them, but yeah, that was but, it. Yeah, and then they, they then Nike came with the neon jersey. Now, oh, the recruits the liked them. Too, I guess. The recruits liked them, but it was just more so, my God, I... If if the only tweak I would just do is across the jersey is just the uh, have it say Michigan State instead of the gigantic State, state that looks like you bought it at Stephen Barry's. What a great store! But well, yeah, I, I do I, I, I do think that uh, black uniforms are definitely on the table. Like for a night game, just be mean. Um, you know, the basketball team's showing you. I I think you may. This is just me speculating, but it could be. Like the black uniforms with the neon that the basketball team used to wear all the time. That was Cash's favorite jersey. Could you imagine? It was all black and it had Michigan State neon. I think you could see the same in football. That's like I said, That's just my speculation. Or even like the all blacks that they wore this year. But imagine you you do the all blacks with the neon at, for a night game. That's pretty badass. Yeah, are they going to, I guess, a, a second question for you. Are they going to up their game day experience with the intros and are they going to do more with those lights again this year? Yeah, I think they are. They just uh those lights I think they so just cool, had a 3 million dollar upgrade for the sound system okay. that they're working on right now. So, yeah, the lights and everything. It, they, it was just so bad because the speakers because <laughs> the, the they the speakers were antiquated and they couldn't handle what they did. So, that's why the intro music sounded like somebody was playing it from their iPhone. I know. And it was just like, is that surfing swag? I, I think maybe. <laughs> so yeah, they've they've upgraded all of that stuff. But I do think you'll you'll probably see another combination. I know Mel Tucker really he really wants some type of a black uniform, black helmet, and you know he can walk into Nike right now and say, hey, I don't want an intern designing this. I want Phil. I want you to design this. right. Or so. Tinker Hatfield, even though he does shoes, but so yeah, so you know we 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 we, we just I mean he brought back the gruff, and then he realized and embraced it. Well, because I was funny because I was and he brought it back, and then that's when I was like, yeah, you know what, you should probably go with a bigger gruff. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, I got this helmet with a bigger gruff, and then they came out with that helmet that I had. Yeah, it was essentially <clears throat> you know like the Boise when they put the big horse on right, it. and but then they States went with was like. <laughs> Well, the, the first Itty time they put gruff, the it was little, and you you if you didn't know what it was, you're like, what is that on there? It's almost like they got all the stickers, and they're like, they're the wrong size. All right, right throw them on. So then I they also like the, the old school state helmet with the S on one side and blank on the other. Yeah, I've never been a big fan of those. Really, those George Perlis when he came from the Steelers, you noticed that, right? Yeah, I know. I'm Greg Nolan. Not all. a big fan of those at I all. I think it's sharp. It's nostalgia, and it's something different. 
which kids love. Now, what I would like to see them do, and I wonder if this is on the table too, is the Kelly Green jerseys, the like the Chuck the Rogers, Cedric, the Cedric Irvin. Yeah. Now, now the Chuck Rogers, the smoker ones, like with the white on the I, sleeves. If you brought back, I only like the white ones, but I like those as well. But I'm talking like the uh, Lorenzo White, big shoulder Cedric pads, Irvin, yep, yep. you know, Ike Reese, the Kelly Green jerseys. I could see them rocking those for like, you know, playing up against Central Michigan or something like that. Or in Indiana. Yeah, rocking those things. So I think you're going to see different combinations out there. So we'll How many see. days away are we? We got to be close. Uh, 70s? I think, 80s? We're in the, I think we're in the 60s now. Oof. Oh, yeah, because I did see it was Jack Allen with him stiff arming, wasn't he? Yeah, 66? So 65. Yep. 65 days. Oh, I know summer's going to come to an end, but I don't care. Uh, well, we'll see. All right, anything else? Nope, that is it. Ain't any more Oakland slander? No, you got me off of it, but if you want, you can rile me up nah, again. Nah, we're good. Okay. <laughs> for uh, Rico Beard and Coach Jenkins, thanks for listening to the Five Star Zone. Hey, go make sure you go follow us on Twitter at the Five Star Zone, the number five. Download, tell your friends. Let's get this thing going and spreading like a wildfire. Oh, and I don't know if we've mentioned this, but we are also available on Spotify now, too. There you go. So, uh, for Evan, it's Rico. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening.